yeah, he was playing. Really, in, in actuality, this movie is about how Peter wants Gwen's mom, but he got to get through the daddy and the, and the sister yeah. first. So, the tagline is Stacy's mom has yeah, got to go. You may fire when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How's it going? How are you feeling? Um, it is a great Monday, and once again, we are going across time zones to bring you a very holiday, <laughs> a very timely holiday yeah. episode of Films of Black and White. Um, coming to us from Boone, North Carolina, home of the Mountaineers of Appalachia State. Home. It is one Marcus J. Destin. Marcus it's, it, it is I. I'm trying to make sure I can hear myself. Can everybody hear me? I can hear you just fine, sir. Okay, cool. I just can't hear myself. Um, it is cool. We are here in Boone, North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, if you will. We are out mm -hmm. here. We are live and in living color in more ways than one. That is fantastic. Well, it's, good yeah. to have you here. it's good to have you here. How are you doing out there in Vermilion, South Dakota? Where um, out here it's 60 degrees and up there I'm, it is... uh, it's 40. Yeah, so we're doing fine. I'm doing bad. great. Um, I got to take a tour of the United States over the course of the past week. Yeah. Multiple cities, um, some that make no sense and some that make some sense. So it was a good, <laughs> it's been, it's a, been a good, it's been a good week. I will say this. I had the opportunity because of some winter weather to uh -huh. experience my first comic book convention. I, tell and us about that. Give us, give us I, a rundown of that. I, I, I want to, cause it was pretty special. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I was on my way back to Vermilion from a, a, a staff retreat in, in Buffalo, New York, okay. and I flew to Chicago and my flight from Chicago to Vermilion got canceled because of some winter weather that came through and there I were no it. flights for me on Saturday. So I had all of Saturday to explore the Windy City and see it all that it had to offer. Do people and still call that the Windy City? I think so. Is that still I mean, a thing? I think it is. I mean, okay. until someone okay. tells me different, I'm still going to pop fine. it off. Yeah, I didn't so, want to interrupt. I just want to, you know. No, you're asking. fine. Trying to keep everybody um, up to date. And as I'm looking around for things to do, I noticed that their C2E2, like comic book and entertainment convention, is happening downtown. Okay. So I bought myself a day pass. I grabbed my mask and got myself a negative COVID test. And okay. walked and just took the train downtown and saw my very first comic book convention. Which is where really, did you really get cool. a negative? Where did you get a negative? Quote? Did you have to go find? Did you have to go like somewhere specifically to go get that test? So here's the story: is that like I was looking at the requirements to get in, and they required everybody to show proof of vaccination or a negative okay. COVID test. And okay. I was like, well, I got to be sure to make sure that I bring my vaccine card because I had it with me. And I get on the train. The, uh, to head toward the CTA, the blue line, okay. to go from O'Hare to downtown. And I get about uh, six stops and I go, huh, I really should have grabbed my vaccine card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I started yeah. like Googling while I'm on the blue line. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I try like pulling it from a bunch of different places. And turns out 
that in the city of Chicago, if you need a COVID test, if you Uh need a like an instant test, a rapid test, they have just free clinics set up like right downtown. So how convenient and responsible. I know. So I got off, took my test got back on a different made my my cta transfer walked uh to where i was where i was headed and, and participated you are saying a lot of chicago related things like you relate chicago i, well, I mean that. i feel like just by spending a day i feel like i've been in it and i feel like a i'm there now a like chicago, that's just, a chicagoan a chicago i'm a Chi- i'm a chicagoan, chicagoan now i think chicagoan. i didn't have pizza for lunch i had a chicago style hot dog for lunch wow. like i feel like i've lived in it did you and have so, garrett's popcorn because that really defines your chicago experience I did not, but yeah, that's because I didn't want to seek one out. So, hmm. but I could have. I could have been to the airport. They're in 50 different places in Chicago O'Hare. Eight, uh, yeah, in O'Hare, they're in like 800 yeah, different places. In a million different places. So <laughs> that's absolutely right. That would have that so, got you somewhere. Yeah, but it was cool. Like, it was really cool. There were a ton of like vendors there. And what was really cool is I was able to connect with some former guests of our podcast. So, yeah. Um, the first person I went to see is Dave Wheeler, who came on for the Shang Chi episode. Shout out to Dave! Shout out to Dave. Dave had a Dave had a booth set up, and he like walked me through. He was like, "Is this your first one?" I'm like, "I've never been one." So he gave me the rundown, and he's like, "Okay, so this is where everything's located." He's like, "If you ever want a place to sit down, just because it can be a lot, like I've got a chair here, you can join me at the booth for a while." So he was just he rolled out the red carpet yeah. for C2E. Shout so, out to Dave! So shout out to Dave for making it like such an easy and wonderful experience um and then i did something important it's it's, it's good to have somebody who can like make your first time a real experience yeah even though you really guided yourself through it it's good to have people there to like kind of fall back on and just give you some hints and tricks i think had i prepared more like had Mm -hmm. i like looked the day before or had i known i was going to be there and done a little bit more digging on like what i was going to do and what i was going to see um i probably would have like made some more plans to see some more like educational sessions and things like that. Um, I only saw one I saw, I sat in, I sat in on a panel that was really cool that I'll tell you about in a second. Um, but other than that, that's kind of where everything was out at sort of Mm -hmm. on my end. So, um, and then I ran into Stephanie Williams because she was holding it down at her own booth. Um, and I've never had someone a complete, I mean, this is the thing that I find that's funny about this, right? Is that like, we now have, a like very unique connection to our former guests on this podcast. Like Stephanie and I don't know each other beyond what's on this podcast. I mean, I've, Mm -hmm. I followed her. We, we support her. She supports us. Um, I got, I got a hug as if she were family and it was such a nice, it was such a nice experience. And it really made me as someone who was like missing his own family in that moment. It was really nice to have somebody be like, come here, Doug. And I was like, this Uh, is great. I'm here for this. This, this is, is what Calvin Black and White is all about. You know what I mean? When you come on the right. podcast, we're not just here to interview you. We're not. We're no. here to bring you a part of the conversation. We want to make you a part of the films and Black and White family and go from there. Absolutely, we do. Or should Absolutely I say grow from there? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, um, but it was really cool. So the one session I sat on was um, they brought in some folks from Perception. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe is the name and they are the ones who are responsible for doing all of the like title card sequences for MCU films. Okay. And then they also did all of like the tech design. So they started with Iron Man two um, okay. because that's the one where he sits in. Yeah. That's the one where he gets called to Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so they basically like they did the title card for that, which they were really excited about. And then they kind of were like, well, because what they were saying is like, we have to figure out like the technology food chain. Okay. We have to figure out who is at the top of this food chain and who is at the bottom of this food chain and make sure that the technology is scaled and matches these characters. So what was, really, what was really cool about it is they were like, well, what if we like did like a prototype for like a glass phone, like a see-through phone? Mm -hmm. And let's just say that like Tony Stark has it. Well, they they rendered it. They did like a huge diagram, like they filmed sequences of it, like coming up and popping up. Um, and they sent it off to like to Disney. They didn't hear anything into Marvel. They didn't hear anything for weeks and they turned into months. And then finally they were like, we love it and we want to feature something with it. And so they ended up getting featured in that. And then so all of the technology that they, was in Black Panther, they like rendered and designed. And then wow. people finished and produced after all of Peter Parker's like like Spider-Man logo that gets displayed yeah. on the wall in Captain America and the Civil Captain America Civil War. Yeah. All of that was his, all of wow. theirs. So they've been like they did the they've literally done just about every single title card and technology design for every MCU movie since. Incredible. I mean and that's so a hell of a session to sit in on. I, 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 I shot my, I chose my shot like very carefully to yeah. make sure it was the right one. Yeah. So yeah. So that was really, really cool to like listen to them and to hear them talk about it. Um, and just really interesting, um, just how the process is. And I texted these guys, like some, I texted the, the group chat, some information that one thing that I thought was really funny was like, apparently Disney just has like cameras set up mm -hmm. in their studio in New York yeah. because they're worried about leaks so yeah. like they can literally like watch people work and they can log in and check in on them at any point in time um which there's yeah. a part of me that's like god damn like that is some big brother shit but there's another part of me that's like with how bad leaks have been these days you have to i kind of get it it's I a million kinda, it's kind of get it it's, it's kind of like it's a, in a weird weird way it's operating a bank that's a million dollar company Million, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, the amount of money that these movies make and the anticipation people have behind it, people will do this stuff. And like people can make money off of these leaks and like, oh, you know, 100%. so much attention and cloud off of it. So you almost have to have that kind of protection on over these movies. It is weird to have Big Brother Disney watching you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I also get it. So, um. But yeah, so it was a cool experience. So I did pretty that, good. and that was a lot of fun. So pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. But pretty we have something else living. that we need to acknowledge and we need to mm -hmm. celebrate. What's that? And that is that my uh, co-host and friend and partner had a birthday on <laughs> Friday. So yeah. I would like to give a very public happy birthday, Marcus J. Destin. We are excited that you were born, um, and we hope you had a great day. Was it a Thank good you. day? It was a great day. I mean, you know, it didn't get any better from the amount of I'm still catching up on Facebook posts, text messages, all of this stuff. Like, yeah, still telling people, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Because um, <laughs> I, I don't want to like halfway respond to people. And yep. that's my biggest thing is like sometimes I will not text anybody back until I feel like I'm in a space where I can respond. Yep. Because um, yep. I never want to give it. a half ass. No, I don't want to give a half ass, like a half no. ass. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on now. You took time to say thank you and happy birthday. But it was great. Threw me a little surprise party, all black, because you know blackness, and yep, um, right. you know it's only right. Um, and then we just went out, and usually I don't celebrate my birthday 
in Vermilion, or I try not to because nobody's here. Finals come and everybody just kind of ditches town. There was a they blizzard, a storm, yeah. snowstorm on my birthday, but people yep. still came out, celebrated. We still went out. So it was a great time. And I just want to say, I imagine that he wants to say thank you for everybody celebrating. We are running into some technical difficulties. Oh, uh, nobody heard anything that I said. No one heard anything that you said. I, I assumed a it was deep a thank soliloquy. You. Yes. It okay. Was a deep, it was well, a deep thank you, but I'll just say thank you again. That's fine. We'll leave it. We'll leave it right there. Okay. Um, but Marcus, we have a whole show. Bow, we got a movie. Bow, bow, bow. Right. That's the best way to describe it. We have a whole show and we have catch that quotable get to. And we so, do. sir, we don't have any fun graphics this week, which is totally uh-huh. fine. That's okay. But uh Black History Year remains in place. <laughs> and so I would like to see, sir. Um, that's right. There it has. I still need to break the tie with Brian. Yeah. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> no, I think you're actually up one. So I okay. have 16. You have okay. 13. And I think because I think you got one last week. I feel like you're right. Um, but um, but Marcus, what do you yeah. have for a quote for me this week? Okay, here we go. Here is my quote. I think we are Very down excited. to our last um, this is our last cast quote. Oh, we got one more. I think that I think it is. So this Actually, is just I a victory. Like this is just a victory lap for you, sir. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just to re-solidify um Black History Year. Um, I just want to say as my victory lap as a winner, because who won the first year? Do we know? I think it was Brian. One? I think it was Brian because Brian had a hell Brian. of a time. He had a hell um, of a time. As it's my turn this time around, I just want to say fuck everybody who didn't believe in me. Um <laughs> Um, and I just want to say that I'm always right and you're always wrong. And I feel like this is where, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Bold statements, bold statements coming out of boom today. That's not for the fans. Those are for the non-believers. You know what I mean? You got to speak to them in a different tone. Here we go. And this one is just a strut. This one is just, it really is. It is just a strut. So I have turned 100,000 worlds to dust looking for anti-life. Looking for those who robbed me of my glory, I will stride across their bones and bask in the glow of anti life, and all of existence shall be mine. I mean, that's I feel Zach like I need to read that one more. One more. Let me read it one more time for those okay. in the back. Here we go. I have a black history in this black history year. Um, okay. Brian has like torn his, you know, meta, you know has torn his ACL, but not in a literal sense, more so in just a podcasting sense. He had a baby, so it's not like tearing ACL. Um, Brian had to take some time away. So, That's you fine. know, I'm sure he would have won if he was here. Um, Doug was on the way to a comeback. But as a winner, I, I take pride in It doesn't in this matter. It's, uh, the coulda, woulda, don't matter. The you're going down you're in the book. Right, you're right. I have turned 100,000 <laughs> episodes of this podcast to dust. <laughs> oh, looking for looking for Black History Year. Oh, looking man. for those who robbed me of my glory. I will strive across their bones and bask in the glow of <laughs> anti-life and all of this podcast and catch that quotable shall be mine. Okay. What right. movie is that from? Douglas? This is from Zack Snyder's Justice You're League. You're goddamn right. <laughs> I'm yeah, surprised with how many right. times you watched it. You needed to still read that <laughs> quote. You read it? I know. I know. I've watched that movie. Halfway watched it today. Need to go back. So seven okay. and a half times. Okay. Well, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Um, I did for want... you, though. Congratulations. Thank you. I got you one. So there you go. There you have it. Yeah. Um, 
and I would love it if like we did the math wrong and it comes out that we're tied. Um, just with that answer <laughs> that you did this big like victory lap for nothing, just to find out like somebody who's a diehard listener yeah. is like, well, actually, there actually, was that one year, there was that one week that Doug got two and Doug only marked Doug it down three. for one. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you this. The thing that put me ahead this time was the butter, um, was the butter scotch soda. It was the butter scotch soda episode. That yeah, did it was it. butter scotch soda that put me ahead because you know that Brian's they made me Brian, Brian's gonna try and put an asterisk next. He to is this gonna thing. try and put an and that's <laughs> like, whatever. He like when Mark McGuire. Hopefully y'all can kiss my asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna try to Mark McGuire you with the oh, home run sure. total for it. For um, sure. Um, all what right, you Marcus, got, Doug? here's mine. They all did it, but if you want to know who killed Mister Body, I did. In the hall with the revolver. Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Jesus. Okay. I one more time. Like... I'll okay, read it one yeah. more time. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They all did it. But if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, I did in the hall with the revolver. Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Okay. This is three. I have three movies in my head. Okay. One is a movie I have not seen, but I feel like we've quoted on this podcast before. Okay. Um clue the okay. other is mr nobody because you call the guy mr body that's true um and then the last one is for some reason that movie with chris evans that i have not seen yet that everybody loves oh knives out knives out yeah so what is the hint your hint is mansion oh that doesn't help me because i feel like all three of those take place in a mansion here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go clue i feel like it's clue marcus you got it it's again in, in a fu- fucking victory lap. And if it was the, a tie, it ain't a tie. The, let, the me victory, read, let me read this again. I have turned 100,000 worlds to dust. You don't have to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh, black history man. year. You really just did. This is there's no tie. This is that, that's what we call in the in the baseball business a no doubter. It's what you you got a goddamn you. black triple double. That's that's exactly what this is. Um, so congratulations, Marcus, on an outstanding season. Um, if this weren't like whose line is it anyway, where there's no real prize except nope. for bragging rights, nope, we would get you something. But there you have it. But listen, let me tell y'all something. Season three, we're gonna switch it up for this cash that quotable. All right. Yeah, you know what I mean? I appreciate y'all it. for being here, but season three. You know, just for those that don't make it to the end of the podcast, season three is going to be fantastic and you're not going to want to miss it. We're really going to step our shit up and it's going to be one hell of a time. It's going to be fire. And I'm very excited. It'll be great. Um, But Marcus, we have a movie to get to. What is it? And this week we are continuing our trip down memory lane because we watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And so we are trying to, for those that don't know, go back and listen to last week's episode. It's uh, Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire uh, third movie. Um, And we kind of did this because I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh, No Way Home comes out on Thursday Thursday (laughs) evening. And um, we're here excited about it. But we think because the rumors and everything that's circulating that it would be good to like catch up and see where we last left some of these other Spider-Men that we might be following up with. So kind of what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go with it. Um, But Marcus, why don't you give us your barbershop summary for the amazing Spider-Man 2? Jesus Christ. Okay. Here you have what had happened was there's Andrew Garfield. Okay. And this movie picks up where the last one left off. 
Andrew Peter Parker is in love. All right. Peter Parker is in love with Gwen Stacy, and it is a deep love. It is yeah. one that goes back and forth the entire movie. Okay. Some days they want, you know, want each other, but he keeps he got PTSD. All right, because he killed his mm-hmm. daddy. And spoiler alert, he kills her too. All right. So he's just taking out the <laughs> Stacy family one by one. So I mean, I just well. He he, yes. he was plotting. He had a he plan. Was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was plotting. Really, in, in actuality, this movie is about how Peter wants Gwen's mom, but he got to get through the daddy and the, and the sister yeah. first. So, the tagline is Stacy's mom has yeah, got it Stacey's going on. Yeah, mom has got it going on. Yeah, you got it. You got the joke before I can even execute the, the finish. <laughs> so that's that's called being connected. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Um, and so <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. Um, so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glenn Stacy's mom has got it going on. Okay, this is great. I love where this is headed. There we go. So basically, Peter kills the dad and then kills the mom. But then also, there's a blue electrician, all right? And and for some reason, the static electricity powers that he gets fixes the gap and the hairline problem that he was having. So do with that information Mm -hmm. what you will. Harry is a big gobbledygook. Like literally, like this guy is spewing green like chlamydia out of his body, and so this guy he's got to find the cure. And and Gwen is like going to England, and so there wants to be like a like a spider England version, and like they're trying to figure out well Gwen is leaving, and I'm supposed to leave her alone, but I can't. But also I love her, but also she's moving to England for a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And then the blue guy he's like I love Spider, but for the weirdest reason he gets turned off for one one issue with Spider Man. This motherfucker's like oh you don't love me now I gotta kill you. Like what the fuck like, I don't even know. Oh, you do yeah and then harry is like well i want the blood of spider-man after running into peter after eight years and he's like well yes, can you give me randomly. the blood of spider-man and i'm like that's the first request that you got that's a weird yeah. request and Not, so then, can i you want a bagel no, like yeah like, no like you don't want to catch up and get like a little chopped cheese right. or whatever it is they do in new york you want to go and you want to get the blood of spider-man fine cool so then you got aunt may who is not sexy aunt may so don't get that confused that is not sexy mm-hmm. aunt may has no. a lot more wisdom and then you get a backstory with peter's uh family Yep, because they disappeared. There's a fight in the plane in the beginning, and there's this whole thing about how he was a monster and how basically how Spider Man became Spider Man because the dad put his DNA inside of the spiders, so it would only work for um, Peter's DNA. Which good backstory. So basically, the whole story is. the goblin wants a cure because he's dying like his daddy died. And then the blue guy is upset because he loves Spider-Man, but really, I mean, he, you know, Spider-Man didn't really know who he is, but he wants to be seen. And that's his whole thing is he don't right. feel seen enough. Yep. Gwen is battling. She's like, I love Spider-Man. I want to be with you. And like, that's, that's Gwen's only thing is like, yes, I want to be with you. I'm making a decision. Peter is balancing between I killed your daddy and your daddy told me his dying wish was stay away from my daughter, but I can't stop you know, these sexual urges I have for your daughter. So there's that. Basically. And then there's like all of these other shit and it's like setting up a bigger story that kind of got happened. That, early. that never happened. Never yeah, happened. that basically never happened. Like, yeah, and so, so um, good summary. Good summary. That's, I think Thank that's you. a, I think that's a fair assessment of where we're at with this. Um, And I have some interesting backstory into where this, where and some, I have some of these questions. Um, and I want maybe you can answer the, the give some backstory after I ask these questions or points. So I, I was going through mm-hmm. and I saw there were pictures of scenes with Andrew Garfield and who was supposedly supposed to be Mary Jane. Yes. Um, where do these come from? Uh, this movie. Um, so they had booked. Um, oh, I can't remember her name, but they um, they had basically booked um the like 
the person who was going to play Mary Jane, they got her all set up. They even filmed in some, like it was she, uh, Shailene Woodley was cast as Mary Shailene Jane. Watson. Yep. And basically they had filmed some scenes where they were like talking over the set fence. Um, and at the end of the day, they like were really worried that it was going to be too many characters. I, I think this comes from what we watched last week of like, that's a half cocked storyline. Like, why yeah. is she in there? And so yeah. I think the plan was nix her and not include her. And we'll just kind of like, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, so kind of an interesting choice overall to kind of do what you will with that. And what I think is really interesting is, um, some of the other characters that they included in this. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught it, but um, Harry Osborne's like secretary assistant, assistant named, Felicia. named Felicia. Apparently, if you like do some digging, that was intended to be Felicia the Black Cat. Like, yep. and so um, they were setting that up, and then also um, the the guy who's in the office, whose name is going to escape me. Um, he was playing, his character was Alistair Smythe. And that was supposed to be oh. like the spider slayer. Like really? that was the setup on that. And BJ Novak from the office. Yes. It was set up to be the wow. spider slayer. So these That's were full, like, villains that they were planning on putting in there. Um, apparently Emma Stone had signed a deal to do after the first one was a success. She mm -hmm. had signed a deal to do two more not just one more. Um, and so I find all of that interesting. So Emma Stone was going to maybe be in a third one. I don't know if it was, as a, we a never got a script for it. A flashback. Jesus. I don't know. There was kind of, maybe they were really trying to like play up the like cloak and dagger with character commitment with this yeah. because the director in an interview said like, we really like having Emma Stone around. Why would we get rid of her? Like, and so e even, even as rumors kind of circulated that she might have died and there's other like really crazy, like production information with this. Like, so um, I think it's Dane DeHaan plays. Is he green goblin? Um, um, and he was, there's a big, he was a, not a problem. Um, yeah. He's Harry Os Osborne slash What's, green goblin. There was a problem. What was he doing? His suit, like in that final clock tower scene, yeah, so that's yeah. an enclosed space, and there is no cooling system that ran into his suit. So they, he would like film like for like a, like a scene, and then they'd basically come in with like ice cold water and pour it down the back of the suit so he didn't overheat. And what? so, yeah, so he almost like uh, there were several times of him almost getting heat exhaustion. And finally, after the first day of filming that scene, they cut it off and they suspended production until they could figure a way to pump in coolant into the lower half of his suit. So he didn't like overheat. Why would they think that that's OK? Let's start here. First okay. of all, the suit was terrible. OK, yeah, let's, let's start here. That's a great um, place for us to start. I think that Goblin Goblin as a whole. Um, yeah. Good, a good Harry Osborn in comparison to what oh, we got sure. in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, okay, um, with yeah. Franco, right? Yeah, I think that's fair to say that we got a better build of a relationship between Harry and 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 him, as yeah. well as we got a better look into see who Harry was. He wasn't all bad; he just right. had some shit leading up to it that you know he, he got trauma like everybody else. But right. him as a goblin, though, he looked disgusting. Like I don't yeah. know what the goal here was. Well, like everything else looks symmetrical. When you look at Spider-Man, clean cut. 
Rhino, clean cut, except that bulky ass Rhino suit. That was also terrible. Oh, I did not like yeah. that at all. But Electro, I get what they were trying to do as far as the visual yeah. effects where he was see-through. He was transparent. His body was translucent. Um, yeah. You could see his veins and his bones, and he was pure living electricity. Pure energy. I got what yeah. they were just trying to do there, right? Yeah. But the goblin suit, he looked disgusting. Yeah, I don't understand why that was the choice. I don't know if it's another one of those, like, we're really trying to, like, show you the the yin and yang of it all, of, like, clean-cut Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and really gross and... Maybe that was the commentary with it, but I didn't quite care for the choice. I had a big issue with, um, I don't know. I, th I felt like that use of the blood thing, especially since you, I don't know. I, I appreciate they where they were going with it. Though. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they basically highlighted that he was going to go a wall. Like right. that, that whole lead up and climax of how he actually becomes green goblin and apparently how it turns off and on because here he is in the clock tower, like a, a complete mess and insane. And then like after the fight scene, he's in jail where they're basically alluding to the sinister six. He's in jail and they're like, he's like, Oh, you're doing better. Yeah. It comes and goes. I'm sorry. What? Like well it comes and goes. I feel like they were trying to do that. They this was kind of how it was in the comic book. That's where true. the dad when the dad was goblin and in and in Spider-Man too, like it would kind of come and go. Like goblin was yeah, goblin was more of a figure that took over instead yeah. of him just being it was like one in the same. It was kind of it's yeah. kind of hard to explain, but like that was kind of how it was. This one though. I don't know why they made the decision to do the teeth and he's oozing green and yeah. then the hair and it's slicked back like a goblin mask. Like there was a yeah. lot of stuff in there that I just did not agree with or understand. I know you want to make them scary, but I feel like a good goblin is scary. Willem Dafoe will forever be yeah. the best green goblin. I don't think you're ever going to get anybody else who did no, it that I, well. No, I think that Spider-Man, we always talk about who's the best Spider-Man, but I think that what Spider-Man has done has had a good list of villains. When yeah, you look at Doc Ock and Willem Dafoe, those were yeah. really, really good Spider-Man villains. And I think even um, even Mysterio. Mysterio was a good villain for a completely yeah. different reason. And I'll throw Sandman in there, although he didn't really get his time to shine. Yeah. And I would say that, like, I, I appreciate the, like, the inspiration. You can see the inspiration of Electro mm -hmm. in Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Um, so the if you really terribly, yeah, it, it's just the character design that I don't think that I necessarily cared for. Yeah. Um, because if you go back to like the original source material, so I think mm -hmm. it was 1974, um, was when Electro debuted and he was a lineman who worked as an electrician and he's mm -hmm. up in there, like connecting some wires and he gets struck by lightning and he realizes that he can conduct energy. And so basically conduct electricity. And so he harnesses that builds this big electric thing in his, in this old abandoned house and supercharges himself mm -hmm. pretty close to what we saw Kinda with J Jamie Foxx. So I appreciate the artistic interpretation. I just think they did some visual stuff. They were like, you know, we could make him like see through almost like, you know, like energy, it, yeah. like just like a ghost, like an electric ghost. Um, we're we're going to do that. And someone's like, are you sure? Like, that seems like we're just doing it because we can. That's exactly why we're doing it. You're fired. Like, and yeah. it just that kind of <laughs> seems like that was the conversation. And they, and like they, the gave, they gave the motherfucker who, who gave the idea about blue eels the promotion. 
Right. Like yeah. I don't understand why that was. Also, he got his power from blue. How does he get his powers? Mm, eels. Eels. Fuck. Eels is the way we do it. Yes. Why didn't I think of that? Bryce, you got yourself a promotion. <laughs> right. Good for you. It is always. It's always a goddamn Bryce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. So yeah. So that was kind of the choices. I will say though that like as I was like watching it, I think. I think the pacing works really, really well. And I think this mo- yeah. movie has some really good moments to it. Like, yes, I think I the the one that stands out to me that I really appreciated is this idea of like Aunt May and Peter on the bed where she literally asks him, like, aren't I enough? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I really appreciate that. Like, yeah. because I would have the same question of like, think about it. Like Ben's not like uncle Ben's not here. Mm-hmm. Um, and your parents aren't here. We all we have is each other. Why am I not enough? Like, why are you going down this role? So I could, I could see that. I thought that was a really sweet dynamic to continue to see um, their relationship and a little bit more, because I think we all, at least what we had gotten with Toby up until this point uh, was, you know, they just, they have this really great positive mentor mentee relationship. They never have to go through any difficult moments with one another. And so I appreciate this like glimpse into that family dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Um, I like the, uh, so I really like the idea of Gwen and Peter. I like the yeah. way their relationship was framed and I, and I enjoyed it because it wasn't a whole lot of back and forth. She made the mm. decision to be like, I want to be with you. This is what I want. This is where I want to go. And yeah. she, I know what my dad said. He didn't keep it a secret from her about what his no. dad did. he told her straight up and she still was like, it's my decision. And yes, I want to yeah. be with you. And, and they kept that chemistry throughout they didn't they weren't like well we're just going to be friends like immediately the tension was there they were just flirting uh, immediately again yeah and so i like that because i feel like if it was about anybody else mary jane Kristen dunce then the way that they wrote her yeah it would have been it would have been some bullshit and so i really did appreciate that particular relationship yeah i really appreciated that relationship as well and i appreciate again the last version of like a love interest we had gotten prior to this like this franchise, this set of, you know, rumored to be four at one point in time, but at least yeah. these two was we got what we got last week was Mary Jane being kind of flat, not really having any agency and just kind of being there. And yeah. what I appreciated was they went like, let's go in the other direction. Let's make Gwen understand the risk. Yes. Appreciate that it is both a speeder, uh, both a Spider-Man and Peter Parker that she's accepting. Mm-hmm. And basically not only telling us as the audience, but telling Peter, you don't get to make my decisions nope. for me. Like this is yeah. where I want. I really appreciated their dynamic as a couple. I think that that was probably one of the best ver- movie versions of it that I have seen yeah. um, of, of a Peter and romantic interest yes. of understanding the risks, understanding what comes with it and kind of going from there. And going with it. Now, one thing I did not like about mm-hmm. this movie, I feel like, and I feel like I'm going to be the one to say that. Um, Andrew Garfield, good Spider-Man. Yes. Quippy, fun. Oh, yeah. Making the jokes while he's swinging. That's what you're supposed to do. Especially that first scene with Rhino, like right. uh, Alexi in the in the car. Really great. good. Great. Really yep. good. Really quippy. Really great. Kept that same kind of character throughout. Toby sure. was not, not as much of that as his Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, but Toby was a good Peter Parker. I do not mm-hmm. think Andrew Garfield was in... Um, it was an authentic or close to the close to the like um yeah character I, he didn't seem the comic very, book character peter parker 
he didn't seem very like the thing I always remember with Peter is he's always very mild mannered. He's very yeah. un unsure of himself. Yes. And this was like like kissing Gwen Stacy while you get your diploma walking across the stage. Oh, like, like cocky, cocky Peter. Yeah. And yeah. I just I didn't quite appreciate that braggadocious Peter that we had. Yeah. Um, there wasn't as much uncertain of myself, Peter, right. that we had seen. And, and and usually you see that when you get like Oh, he's really as excelling as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Then you get a cocky Peter Parker. This guy was just, I don't even think it was cocky. I think this guy was just like more, he was really confident. And there's Very nothing confident. wrong to have a Peter Parker that's confident, but that's not the if you if I saw the way that Andrew Garfield was strutting as Peter and the way that Spider-Man strut, you would know that those are the same motherfuckers. Here's the thing about <laughs> Superman: Christopher Reeves was a great Clark Kent. Well, yeah. as, as good as he was a Superman, he was an even better Clark Kent because he would change yeah. posture. He would put the glasses on. He would act nerdy. There were there are situations where people would like, no, Clark would never ever be Superman because he's a fucking goofball. And that's yeah. kind of the same vibe you're supposed to get from Peter. Yeah. Andrew yeah. Garfield, I just felt like Andrew Garfield just came on set and was like, all right, action. He was just Andrew Garfield, except he lost it the feels British like action. if I it feels like if I ran into him and I'd be like, Hey, are you Spider-Man? He'd be like, Oh yeah, most definitely. And then that would just be yeah. the end of it and we'd walk yeah. away from one another. Yeah. Um, you're right. There's that there's there he's your name is Peter, but I'm I'm gonna figure this out. It's a, yeah, I'm gonna because Gob there was a scene where Goblin looked at Peter, looked at Gwen, looked at Peter again, and was like, Peter, you Spider-Man. <laughs> and it was like he didn't even say nothing. He was like, "Hey, man, chill out, man. Like, hey, let's go get some. How about that bagel? Should we go <laughs> like, get that bagel? Like, like, that bagel now? like, dog, yeah. like, no, bro. I see you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I. That was just an interesting choice, and I agree with you. I think Andrew's a great Spider-Man. Quippy. Yes. He has yes. the build for it. He's good. Um, he's tall. This, now this he, motherfucker's like seven foot tall. He's lanky. Like, he's and he, tall and lanky, and that's why I don't like the suit. Yeah, and I. They also made decision. They also made like a different choice for two, where his eyes are bigger in the Amazing Spider-Man two than they are in the first one, and that's definitely drawing from. I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man, where the eyes are really wide. Um, But I'm not a maybe more realistic. Yeah, Um, and and I feel like in real life, if you need to be able to see out of your mask, you got to have the big holes. Well, you got to have range of motion. I guess you got to have range of motion. But in the first one, his eyes were yellowish, and so. The suit, I just was not completely 100% on board with the suit. What I did like was the long nature, the, the long design of the spider emblem on the back oh, the logo. as it yeah. ran down the back and the front. I did yeah. like that, but for some reason, the rest of like his shoes looking like tennis shoes at the bottom, wasn't a fan of that. No. I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it did. No, that, that was not, I didn't have a, I wasn't crazy about that i mean that opening sequence though where he's yes. falling and yeah. you can see the ripples in the back of his yeah, that's good um of his suit i think was interesting shots um, of him swinging also yeah good. love that when he's in a fight scene and he's love dodging that. like yes. and the way he's moving if you really watch how he is the digital version of him is rendered yeah. uh, i think i think sony got better with this over time like i think they got a lot better with it um as they kept moving through it and so yeah. Um, because those shots of him in that fight against Electro in good. the um, electric panel, they're awesome. Yeah, the way he's good. moving and, and kind of darting all over the place was really, really well done. Yeah. I want to ask you about the parent backstory. Okay. Because this is the first time that I've ever, that I think that we've ever really gotten a dive into the backstory of Peter's parents. Um, they've, at least to my knowledge, it's always kind of been like just sort of explained, like, 
a, a known fact that for one reason or another, this kid's experienced trauma and now he lives with his uncle and his aunt. Like that's yeah. just kind of where they've always left it. There were times where I really liked this backstory and there mm -hmm. were times where I felt like this backstory was annoying. Like, um, like I, I appreciate the opening to kind of give this idea of like they're on the run, yeah. but that whole, like he needs to find Roosevelt just felt like it was there to eat up time. And what other purpose did that serve than for Peter to find that video? I feel like, okay, so here's where I'm at with it. I think in the comic books, it was, it was mentioned in one version because there's so many different sure, iterations. There are. Yep. And it could be, I missed it. Right? Um, that his parents were actually shield agents. If oh, I'm not sure. mistaken. So it was that was the rumor. I don't know that, and you know, do whatever with it, with that information you will. And correct us if I'm wrong. But I I like the background story of hearing from Peter. And I know in the deleted scenes, yeah. Peter's father was alive. They ran into each other in the graveyard at some point, and Peter was mad at his father for leaving sure. or something like that. So they did have an interaction that was in the in the in the deleted scenes. I like the parent background. Roosevelt, they shouldn't have introduced Roosevelt in this one. They should have did no. it in the third one because when he, he then found, right, all yeah. of the science equipment is only the beginning of finding that journey. Then yeah. you tell Gwen Stacy, well, yeah, I'm just going to go with you to England. Excuse me, motherfucker. You just found an underground train. Like, right. And now you just leave that behind for Gwen. Like, it just didn't make sense for you to introduce that in that moment. Right. Maybe there's an extended cut that I'm missing, but for me, that was it was it did get periodically annoying what annoyed me the most was him kept looking at that goddamn briefcase and then throwing it in the closet you took all the shit out to put all the shit back in to put it back in your closet i mean teenagers am i right they don't know if they're coming or going like i said that, that all right. of that is just obnoxious like that again there was a lot of like i really appreciate Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, but him is Peter Parker. Here's the other thing that like about him. They're just, he's kind of all over the place. Mm. There are moments where it's like, he, I feel like he needs to be Spider-Man and he's, he's like emoting that, like he needs it as much as the city needs him. But yeah. then there are these other moments where he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just walk away from this to like today. Yeah. Like I'm going to quit today. Like, is that okay? Which, like, which, Oh, you're going to England. I'm gonna go over there. They got crime over there. No, which I man. which I think I prefer because there was this there's this there was a certain obligation that they put on Peter that he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. But like you're right, he was easy to just kind of leave and dip out. But yeah. also, this New York, it depends on what Spider-Man you get me. If I'm yeah. Toby, fuck the city because y'all are too up and down, and whatever the Daily Bugle say, <laughs> this is what y'all ride with. Right. But if I'm Andrew, it would seem like they really did love him more and appreciated That's him true. a lot more, Spider Man. And it was like, okay, yeah, like cool, I can be here. But then he just was gonna leave all that shit behind and just be like, all right, this, fuck y'all too. His his Peter is just so squirrely. Like, <laughs> like when he's having that conversation, Squirrel, when they're getting ice cream and they're doing the like, oh, well, you can't bite your lip and look into the sun because yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fall me, in love with you. Yeah, fall in love with you again. Yeah, There's a part of like, he's moving around. I'm like, motherfucker, just sit still. <laughs> like, you're trying to have a conversation. Like, can you sit down and talk to this woman? Because you like. What's I think that's what here? made him charming. I think that's, it's what I, I think, think you're it, probably I think it did right. Make him charming, and she knows that because she knows he's Spider Man. You know that's when you, fair. you know, like it's like knowing like my like significant other got a superpower. Like oh, you, I know why you walking like that. You know what I mean? Who like been, I, who have you been dating? <laughs> you, know, you ever seen my super ex girlfriend? That was kind of like what 
What I, I saw. I've seen bits and pieces of that movie, but you I don't think I've ever that. seen it all the way through. You should rewatch that. It's on HBO Max. It's a really funny story because it's like, dude, what the fuck? It's almost <laughs> what, like what you can parallel this? that movie and Hancock and be like, what the fuck is going on here? But <laughs> I kind of like it here. Yeah, like I like it, but I don't know. Peter yeah. was trying to get the fuck up out of there. Peter was following the butt, and that's what he wanted. I mean, like a freshman in college, like 18, 19 year old what dude. What you supposed to do? I mean, that's probably what they would have done. Also, there's no way Andrew Garfield's 18 or 19 I mean, years old. That at, man is easily 28. He's easily 28. <laughs> Emma Stone is fine as hell. And I would also follow Emma Stone in England. Yeah, I get that. I, in another universe where, where I meet her, uh, yeah, I'd be following would, her to look, England too. You, she's got the, that is the finest girl in your graduating class. Yeah, and she's smart. And no yeah. fuck, and she appreciates me being Spider-Man. Fuck Mary Jane Watson in the other universe. I don't care. I don't, yeah, that's fine. I'm good without it. That's fine. So don't care. Now, so no. here's my question. And based off of what you saw in this movie, mm-hmm. where do you think Electro comes from? Oh, that's a good question. Like, where I don't know. does that pick up? This that's what I think is gonna be so interesting to explore on on Thursday, Friday. I think that's what's gonna be interesting to explore. Because there is a there is a part of me that based on the trailer footage and yeah. only the trailer footage, like I haven't yeah. been reading, I haven't been I've been trying no, to stay away from all of these I've theories. Been staying away. We are a firm no spoilers here. So I'm gonna base yeah, it solely off of what I've seen from teasers or trailers. Yeah. Um that's a much comp more confident electro. That yeah, is a little electro with a hairline, no gap, and yellow electricity. That that electro is one that has seen some shit. Yeah. Or maybe seen the other version of himself and has said, I don't want to be that. And yeah. if it's between this version and that version, I'm staying here and you're not going to take that from me. True. So I don't know. I feel like that version of Electro is I, I appreciate what we're seeing from the trailers and things like that. That one gets me a lot more excited. Again, I, I thought that the blue was kind of cool, but it was such a weird gimmick that it I was, didn't quite. I think the character. The character design is what's fucked. So here's what I here's yeah. my theory, right? Yeah. As far as Electro goes, I think that we're assuming that the Peter Parker we get and that mm-hmm. if 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 the other Spider-Man are in this movie, right? Yeah. I think we're assuming that their counterparts are directly from their universe. And I think that there's I, a chance that this Electro is not from this amazing Spider-Man. I don't He's think from so a completely different universe, but they just know how to deal with an Electro. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I would you, agree with you see that. what I'm saying? But I feel like the lizard is from that universe, is from the I amazing Spider-Man universe. But that Electro is not. That Goblin may be from that Tobey Maguire universe, yeah. but that maybe that Doc Ock is not. Yeah. Oh, or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're. I think that's a fair question. I'm excited to see how it plays out. But that's a really good question. I, I don't know where where they're gonna go with it. I, I think it's very clear that they're making a design choice i mean even yeah. jamie fox in an interview was like before i came back i asked a question am i blue because he really did not like that and i think the other thing that i find really interesting about their choices with this electro is they made him almost like a scorned extrovert girlfriend it was like so, that, whole, that whole speech that he gives when the camera's right here he's like you're gonna see what it's like to live in my world yeah the world without spider-man like Motherfucker! Like, were you romantically linked to this gentleman? Like, I'm no, I'm not here to, I'm not here to like, no judgment. Like, are you, like, what's going on here, man? It was like, what is happening? His sole purpose was he ran into Spider Man once. He had a whole cake baked. He had 
a whole wall made. And it was like, yes. you counted this guy as crazy. And his sole motivation was, I, the thing that got him to help Harry was Harry saying, I need you. If yes. all this motherfucker needed was a hug, we could have avoided all of this. Again, give your friends hugs. Like, just give them a hug and a high five so they don't turn into a supervillain, apparently. Because you're right. That's all, all he wanted was to someone to say, like, hey, man, I appreciate you. That's all. He, you see how easy that could have been for his supervisor to. All supervisors need to learn this as a work course. Like, y'all should go through this as training and say, hey, look, look, look at these two possibilities. You see how he ignored this guy here? Now, let's do a playback where he appreciates him for his efforts. Look at this. I, this movie is 30 minutes long now. There is right. no electro. Yeah, I this is a. This is a like, this is a like a like like you said. This is something HR should do with all new employees. Yes. Can we talk about the what the work environment at Oscorp must be like? It's if toxic. all he wanted to do was to say, "Hey, thanks for all your hard yeah. work," yeah. like fuck, give him like a coupon to a yeah. like a slice of pizza and say thank you. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be just fine. <laughs> He's gonna be fine. Yeah. He built that whole electricity chamber thing and system, and and everybody was like, "Yeah, haha, lol, that's so crazy." Like, boys, first of all, shut Oscorp and Jeff Bezos down, okay? Shut that whole <laughs> like, shit down. I like how it's Oscorp <laughs> and Jeff Bezos. Because if it was in the real world, <laughs> Jeff Bezos would definitely be Harry Osborne. This motherfucker <laughs> would be on a blue glider somewhere, talking about looking my blue glider while all these motherfuckers, the work environment at oh, Amazon is yeah. a shit show. Yeah, yeah, they can't leave a they can't leave a warehouse in the event of a tornado, but like, he can bro, fly around. I on watched his that glider. story today. That's a real life story, y'all. That's a real thing that happened. That's a real story that people had to stay behind in a tornado yeah. to work overtime, and they wouldn't let them leave, even yeah, after they heard the. This is the world we live in. This yeah. is why, and it's it's gonna be funny, but I'm not trying to be funny. This is why we don't get superheroes because we would abuse the fuck out of it. That's very true. If we you can... would live in a world of the boys, not Superman. We would live in a world of the boys, not the I Marvel Disney five that what? we have here. It would be the boys for sure. Oh, hundred percent. It would 1, be thousand percent. The corporations push them to get what they want to get done, and we toss them away as last week's news, yes. and then we roll out the new one. Like Every that's exactly how that would be. Superheroes will operate like a fucking football team. Every major state would have a superhero Ooh, yeah. or every streaming service. HBO Max has HBO Max, man. It would be some bullshit. <laughs> every soccer team. I don't know how they would operate this shit, but they all have like stupid. just one to meet the DEI initiative. Like just one, like based one on black, the population of the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, you know, if you're in Chicago, you get like a little bit more black superheroes. But if you're in Utah, fuck them. I would love if uh, like, and maybe I'll try and work on this this week of the like the HR poster that is like, don't let your coworker become a supervillain. It's like, yeah. give a show an appreciation easy campaign an easy like, campaign. See if I could find a picture of Jamie Foxx, like smiling with like, a, Just, like with a cake with in a no corporate gap. environment. Yes. Yep. There no you gap, go. no there bad hair. His whole also, motivation for kicking Spider-Man's ass was, Hey, I don't feel seen. Yeah. That's it. Help your friends feel seen people. Jesus. Don't make the next supervillain. Um, my question for you is, Marcus, like if we yes. stand these two, if we stand up last week and this week, and obviously like the differences are obvious, like it, complete storylines. This is a yeah. much more complete story start to finish. For sure. Um, it's a good, it, let me say this. It's a good movie. This is a, yes. I think it's a good movie. It, it confuses me timeline wise a little bit because I don't yep. know where shit is kind of placed as far as timeline as the, as the movie paces along. Yeah, but it's a good movie with a solid plot. I just think some some things could have been tweaked. I think Andrew Garfield is a good Spider-Man in mm -hmm. my list. 
he's uh, no nostalgia without nostalgia. Yeah, these two. I would say that as a Spider Man. Um, but I think Toby is just a good as overall first introduction into Spider Man. But sorry, go ahead with your question. Sorry, no, I that's really what my question was going to be is like, how do these shake out? Like, what this movie is the last stop in what could have been a franchise that at the time could have really competed with the MCU a little bit. I think that if Sony invests in this storyline a little bit more, uh, I think the world around it, I don't think Spider-Man goes over to the MCU so quickly. I think if they have more stuff, I think they would have, they would have ridden this a little bit longer. So I guess my question is this, how do you rank these five movies thinking about the first three, and then these two, because I have my okay. ranking. I have okay. my ranking. And I think that the problem with the amazing Spider-Man movies as movies is that they are, they are sadly, these two are running up for me against the first two, because in okay. my mind, here's my ranking Spider-Man two with Doc Ock and Toby original Spider-Man one. Amazing Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. But that is a, there's got to be like four gaps of space between Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 because it's almost like a victim of circumstance. Like if yep, you're, that's for true. me, if you're comparing these, it's hard for me to look at it and go like, I can't, I, I can't put Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2 above the original spider-man for me i mean that kicked it all off and it was just so well done and i just that's where i'm at that's kind of where i'm at okay yeah that's a great point doug that's a great point i want to agree with i agree with your ranking because that was exactly what i was going to say i want to go ahead and include homecoming and far from home right okay so i am going to go i'm definitely going spider-man 2 yes spider-man 2 is probably the best spider-man movie i've seen thus far I would absolutely agree with that. I'm also then I'm then gonna go Spider Man one is a classic. Yeah, Spider Man one is a classic. I'm gonna go Spider Man one. Okay. Then I'm gonna go Far From Home. Okay. Then I'm gonna go Homecoming. Okay. Then I'm gonna go Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. And then Amazing Spider Man Two. These movies are victims of Amazing Spider Man Three. They they absolutely are. They absolutely if you if you finished out if you would have wrapped up Toby's Spider-Man in a better fashion, you would have had yeah. three solid Spider-Man movies and Toby would have been solidified as the best Spider-Man. I think it's you never would have been any question. Three is the asterisk. It, it's the, it's the only thing yeah. that holds him back from being like the ultimate best because he did not get a solidified ending. And quite frankly, neither did Andrew Garfield. He did yeah. not get a, he didn't get the ending that he was supposed to get. You know, it wrapped up as a movie but yeah. as a character, I feel like there was so much more story that they wanted to tell. Obviously, yeah. they were going to do four. What I think is really is interesting is the distance of time between the amazing Spider-Man. Um, I, what I think is very interesting is the distance between the amazing Spider-Man and then mm-hmm. the amazing Spider oh, and Spider-Man three. Because this movie came out in 2014, which was only seven years later. Um, and basically this was the sequel was teased. So 2012 was around the time that the first one came out. That's only five years of time between Spider-Man three and this. 
So that's my question. I, I, I do think there's something to what you, your, your point of saying like, yeah, they needed to make up for what happened. And so mm-hmm. they were like, well, let's reboot it and try to do it better. So that way maybe we can avoid some of the same mistakes that were made with Spider-Man three. And I think you can see yeah. it here. Yeah. I think you can see it here in yeah. like the writing. I think you can see it here in like the production. Yeah. They did not want to leave these half cocked storylines undone. I think that's mm-hmm. why you get versions of aunt may as a nurse in the hospital. No, yeah. let's introduce her going into nursing school and have it never come up again. We're yeah. going to introduce it. And then you're going to see it. Like, yeah. I think there was a lot of that. Some of these things need to be included mm-hmm. almost to say, look, we gave you complete, like there were no hanging chads here. Like we yeah. punched every hole. We checked every box for good or for bad. We did all that we needed to do. I think it was for good because, and you're right. I do think that Spider-Man three is the example. Spider-Man three right. was the example. And with them knowing that they wanted to do Spider-Man four, but they just, you know, scrapped mm-hmm. it in the end. They definitely use that as a template for this movie. And they were looking for younger blood and the next person within those seven years. They already had their eye on Andrew Garfield. I think that they absolutely did. And so I actually have some very interesting news on canceled sequels and spinoffs as a result of this movie. Okay. So this movie in 2013, they announced a third amazing Spider-Man film and they were shooting for a 2016 release. Um, and essentially they were going to bring back the original three to return to write. Um, and then they would, it would release in 2018. It was supposed to be um, include some spinoff films that would dive into the sinister six specifically and venom specifically. Um, they actually even wanted, so one of the writers was Alec Kurtzman um, and he was going to like write and co co-write and direct a venom and a carnage script that they were going to touch on. Okay. Um, they were going to, split sinister six into two parts it was going to be a part one and a part two um they were going to plan a soul like female leading black cat movie to be something that existed entirely by itself Isn't that I mean, black they cat had, uh sable yeah sable. yeah they they were planning on doing some other like really really big things they even wanted to do a spider-man 2099 like live action movie they wanted to do so they like, were going to build a full universe across they the were going to build a they were going to build a spider verse around this like entirely but what happens is and what throws the wrench in all of it is that between the 13 december 13th and the the release of this movie garfield and the director um mark webb basically were uncommittal about their their wanting to return they both kind of said that they wanted to but nothing ever got like penned or written or confirmed mm, interesting um, and then one of these really big things happens so we all remember 2014 as the year that sony pictures was hacked and remember they put all out all of that information about plans and contracts and details on yeah. future projects and all of this well yeah. some of the details of spider-man 4 were released and i think that that gave the studio some opportunity to look into what how people felt about their plans so it was revealed in the hack that emma stone was going to return okay. and she was going to st- play it's gwen stacy was going to return um in the 2017 female-led film where they talked about like felisa hardy and black cat right but she was going to be playing and that um the, and she was going to be in spider-man 4 but she was going to play carnage 
Huh? What? Yep. What? And then Sony was also further revealed to be in talks to have Sam Raimi return to the franchise to redirect his new trilogy um, and in a movie called Spider-Man versus the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and basically oh. that's when the talks with um, MCU and Civil War happened um, because uh, then you really got to see some of their like um, the details of the contract. So, yes, Marcus. That is where some of the future plans associated with this oh, movie. Oh boy, I'm so glad they bombed that shit. Oh my god, I'm glad that that didn't happen. But I think that that so that's the backstory. Like they had a whole plan to reveal, like to do all of this, but simply because the director and the lead actor weren't like super super committed, and they couldn't lock that stuff down like quickly. I think that that's when. Um, huh. I think that that kind of led leads to it. I mean, even. Mark Webb and even some of the writers moved on to other things because they just never heard anything. Um, yeah, they weren't really clear on what their involvement was going to be. This is interesting. Um, first yeah. of all, thank God that that didn't work out. Um, hundred uh, percent. I do not want to see a Gwen Stacy carnage. I don't think that that would have been good because you do that character because that character died in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's the most memorable thing from this movie was her death. That scene is beautiful. It's like, wild. It, as it's hell. well done. It's well executed. The drama is well done. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. almost like you can see two people are fighting, but almost I you can feel yourself in that scene. Say mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, he's fighting Greek Goblin. I don't give a shit. Like, what's happening here mm -hmm. into her? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you could tell Goblin was the third person of the was the third person to focus in that. Scene. That was a third wheel. Yeah, yeah. It was a third. He was a third wheel in comparison to what Gwen and Spider Man had going on. Oh, 100%. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. I do, I do think that Tom Holland uh -huh. is going to be on a certain is going to be on the same path, mm -hmm. but, but I think he's going to have more control because he's already uh, committed to yeah. it. I think that they're going to go down a different path based off of this story that Marvel has already. Sony's got a blessing because Marvel developed the perfect Spider Man. I you mean, you don't have to redevelop that. No, I mean, and I think the other thing is we've all. I think the other thing is is like they've learned from their mistake. Yes. Oh, you don't know if your director or, I mean, look at, this was at a time like where you weren't seeing people sign like, like five, six, seven, eight, nine year mm -hmm. deals with, to play a character or to write or to write direct or what mm -hmm. have you. And now we're seeing the evidence of why that happened was yeah. because in 2014, you weren't sure if your lead that everybody really liked and was committed to being your Spider-Man, he wasn't committed to it or not. And because nobody could really get the details sort out, they just sort of said, How do you know where to go? Well, we'll just kind of let it go. Because if yeah. you don't have him, you then you have to, you either have to start over and you have to help your audience connect with a new Spider Man. And I right. suppose the proposition is like, I can either try to convince my audience that this is the same Spider Man that they spent two movies with, or I can start over. Or just scrap and it. They said, because, I'm going to start over. Because the way that the second Spider Man ends, it you could have just did too, and they didn't oh, leave yeah. really anything except the Sinister Six stuff. But like, it without even knowing that, you could have just had the two. But I think oh, that you have not only is Tom Holland on board, Tom Hardy is on board. They Tom oh, Hardy loves yeah. Venom, Tom Holland loves Spider Man. They both like each other and want that crossover to happen. Boom, cool, great, that's gonna happen. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it kind of built itself out and worked this. I have no idea what they're going to do with Morbius and all of these other mm -hmm. Spider-Verse characters. But if the goal is 
to make Tom Holland the Spider-Man for both universes in general. And we're going to tell a couple stories over here and tell a couple stories over here. That's fine. So be it. But That's do fine. not do a Gwen Stacy carnage. No. I thought you said she was going to no. come back as Spider-Gwen. I would have been like, okay, I could, you know what I mean? Like, maybe oh, that'll work that. out. But how do you bring back a dead person? What's the interaction between Venom and this dead person? Because, I mean, yeah, we kind of went over it here. Like, yeah, in Sinister Six Part 1 or whatever, he's going to get introduced. But that means that you're planning on having it not be inspired by. You see what I'm saying? What's like, the, And then what's the Amazing Spider-Man versus Spider-Man? Like, I don't Yeah, that's what they were leading up to. Is that yeah. Toby versus Andrew? Like, what is that? I don't understand what's happening there. Yeah. So, um, it's just too much. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, they were, uh, they were, Sam Raimi was going to come back. This was around 2017. Um, Sam Raimi was planning on, they, or this is when they found out, was in 2014, they found out that Sony wanted to bring Sam Raimi back to direct a new trilogy for his version of the character, and then essentially have it be a Spider-Man versus the Amazing Spider-Man. So they were going to do a Spider-Verse. I mean, and that's, and that's where I kind of like look at the writing on the wall here. And I think that this, Again, I don't. We try not to play the speculation game. This is not a spoiler. I don't have any inside inside information, but based on like the leaks from here that like we're kind of reading, everything points in the direction of what you think. This story from Disney came from this. Came from this. I think that when they're negotiating it, they said, "Well, we had these plans for the character. If you want to bring them back, we kind of have something here. You could work it in." I'm sure that this information is there. Yeah. Like uh, this has to be a, yeah. a it's writing the on the wall of like, it has to be in the realm of possibility. Right. Yeah. Like, you have yeah. to look at it and say like, yep. Okay. So they were going to do a crossover for, for, I mean, even here, they, at that time, they were already discussing with Marvel about bringing Spider-Man into the MCU, but look back at, in but, 2014, they were looking at it, but also look at the budget. You just got yeah. Disney to make a Into the Spider Verse uh-huh. movie off of yeah. their with their with a combined budget, but like with their with Sony's character, Disney is now giving us a live action Spider Verse movie with yeah. their characters. Now, mind you, they still own the Toby, the Toby, the Andrew Garfield, and the Tom Holland mm-hmm. Spider Man characters, but they got to pretty much execute what they wanted to wanted to do in lim- in even a shorter amount of time. Oh, hundred percent. So, I mean, this is a win-win for everybody involved. This is Tom Holland remains in, in, in the MCU. Dr. Strange is involved. You build and advance your MCU storyline while Sony gets to execute on a story that they, excuse me, that they had going that they can keep that, that, that moving. This is a win-win-win for everybody. The only person that I feel bad for in this is Andrew Garfield because, after all the dust had settled, um, there was an interview with Variety where he described his um, himself in 2016. He described himself as being left heartbroken by his experience working on the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Why? Essentially, like I, he invested so much time, energy, and effort in a character, okay. only to not have it feel like there was a natural endpoint. You just kind of left it there. Yeah, That's I'd be kind of, I'd feel kind of shitty that they left me in the dust as well. That's true. But so, I think listening to that and hearing that, I think Toby, Toby deserve to Toby deserves a finale as his Spider Man. I think yeah. Andrew Garfield now deserves a finale as his Spider Man, and you now get this introduction into Tom Holland as the Spider Man. Yeah, and you and everybody can just shut the hell up. 
and say, hey, you got what you want. Y'all got what y'all want. This is now the new Spider-Man moving forward. Yeah, that's all Until we needed. Another, another, what, six, six years? Another six years when they reboot the character again because Tom Holland is, is probably done. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. And I encourage everybody, we'll post a link to this in our like our different pages that this was a this was an Amy Adams when she was playing Lois Lane mm-hmm. talking to Andrew Garfield about his experience playing Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is an interesting conversation. It's about that 5 minutes. I'll That's post amazing. that in our in our social so check that out. And Andrew Garfield is so much more. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. see, you know, you know that he could do more. But this Spider-Man fandom, I think it does something to people. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to... The, I think Tom Holland did something well where he showed he could do more than just Spider-Man while playing Spider-Man. Robert Downey think- Jr. kind of put himself in a hole a little bit where everybody really known him as Iron Man or Sherlock Holmes. Um, well, and so, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, th- That's just me. I, think the, I think the other end of this, I think that makes this hard, is that there is an element of greed that's a component to this that I think sure. has a negative impact For on sure. your actors. And I mean that in the sense of like, not from like a fan's perspective, but think about where we're at. Like, look at what happened to Spider-Man three. You have a producer who goes on record and says, we need to do the fans service. So that way they shell out the dough to come and see the movie. That's like, nice. that's why that movie is a nightmare. Um, then you have a situation like this one where there are so many plans and future projects because they're excited about the character, but they're also really hyped about the success so much so that you get so wrapped up in future planning that you forget to get the person that got it there. And you forgot the person involved. You lost your director who directed spider amazing Spider-Man two, and you lost your lead to play Peter Parker and Spider-Man. How do you forget that when you make a future plan? That's yeah. like that's like giving yourself the medal before you've run the race. Like you you can't you can't do that. Like you unless you brought them on ahead of time. Unless like, you brought them on and yeah. committed them ahead of time, which is yeah. why which is why I think you're I think we've said this several times both last week and this week. Tom Holland is the best version of this, not yeah. just because he's an outstanding actor who can do the job. That is absolutely true. He's an outstanding right. op- actor who can do the job. This is a perfect situation for them where Sony and Marvel are finally seeming like they're learning from their mistake yep. and saying, we're not going to make any plans until we've announced that this person has been released yes. until Notice. we know that they want to do it. Right. And they're not keeping anybody in, the, in, mm-hmm. in the dark. And if they yeah. are, we as fans don't know anything about it. No, no. Um, and so I think, I think there's a lot more secrecy and I think there's a lot more conversations. I would love to be a fly on the wall or a waiter at the restaurant where they were mapping this fucking shit out because you know that they were all sitting around a dinner table and they were like, okay, Tom, you're going to come out about four weeks before no way home releases. And you're going to say that you're going to be depressed. If you're still playing Spider-Man when you're 30, then a week later, we're going to announce he was like, they I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they mapped that out. Um, because I, maybe I'm the foolish fan that fell for it. And and yeah, that's fair. But oh, I fell for it too. But looking back, this is all hindsight. He he did come out and make a correction to that, to that line when he said that. That he said he felt like there should be other spider people, and I think I put that link in the chat, right? I think that he said that he felt like at thirty, he what he was trying to say was if he's playing Spider Man at thirty, then he did something wrong because he feels like there should be making lane for other spider people, like with Spider Women, Spider, you know, Spider Gwen, Miles Morales, like. 
that's kind of what he was trying to say, but the reporter, he was like, the reporter took my words out of context. I believe so, that. I, I believe that. And I, do, I, I, I fell do for it. That. I fell for it too. I fell for it too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I absolutely, we talked about it on the podcast, but there is this mm-hmm. element of it. Like it does feel like people are learning from their mistake when it comes sure. to like booking and making sure that thing eyes are dotted and T's are crossed and contracts are signed. So that way they can actually lean into those plans. Um, and not getting too far ahead of themselves and not trying to build up the hype train too much. And I think you see it in the marketing with the one that's coming out this week. And yeah. I think you just let it do its own job. Let think, the fans spin their wheels and speculate and work themselves up because in the end, it's better for you. After the Spider-Man, we're not going to hear from Tom Holland for a while. Um, as far as Spider-Man is concerned. I not think he gets a break. This, yeah. I think he gets a break. You finish out phase four and maybe you don't hear from him for another year and a half, two years. I think you'll hear from him in for like Nathan Drake. I think you'll hear some of those other movies he's doing, but I think you're right. But I think Spider-Man's going to go on a break because you do not want to burn out your superstar before you even really get started. Mm, You can't like, and again, I think you're right. Like I do think that the fandom does have some impact on how Mm -hmm. people experience this stuff. Just like Batman. It's the same thing. Whoever, whoever plays Batman next. Well, it's it's or, or whoever plays or whoever plays Joker rather Joker like you, or he Superman always has to be warned and supervised yes. and yep the previous always will get the higher praise until you sure. you until you go and you prove them wrong right yeah which is why I think I appreciated um there was an interview Christian Bale did on the red carpet when he was talking about Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. um and he said like no man like I've seen his stuff he's a great actor I'm excited to see what he does with it bye bottom I'm like line. walked That's off it. like bottom line. I, I, that's all it is. And I think that needs to be the bottom line for everybody going forward. So, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the amazing Spider-Man two, before we close this out? It was, it was decent. Uh, you know, I like mean, if you're looking for an, a direct answer for me, it was decent. It, it's, yeah. it's a Spider-Man movie. You know, I think it's one that you can kind of rewatch. The first amazing Spider-Man was a little bit darker. They did lighten up the tone a, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. There was a um, lot of the lizard made it kind of go there it did kind of go there but i but i did enjoy this movie um harry and peter just kind of running into each other seemed kind of their relationship the way that they met was kind of forced i never really understood it but like their their reintroduction into each other was strange but i kind of enjoyed their relationship moving forward but it seemed like a lot of investment into somebody who ain't seen nobody in eight years um it did feel that was weird. And I kept like asking myself, like, as I was watching this, I kept saying like, were they friends in the first one? And I like yeah. fucking missed it. Like, what did I miss here? Because it feels yeah. like the asks that Harry made. I mean, are you going to call up your friend? Like Marcus, you and I are close friends. And I don't even think I would be comfortable saying, Hey Marcus, I'm dying. I need a favor. Like that, that's yeah. it. like I'm not gonna call you for that. I'm gonna be like, Hey man, let's go grab coffee. Like, and then I'll introduce it to you in person. That was just such a weird interaction. All yeah, that. it was yeah, it was strange. And for somebody who just takes pictures of Spider-Man, as <laughs> far as you know, like you right. want me to walk up to Spider-Man and say, Hey, buddy, I need your blood. You're a janitor at a fr- at a school that my friend's brother goes to. Can you help me out? Like, yeah, like I know you through happenstance. Like, bro, what? like, no, that's not how that works. No, that's so, all of that's weird. I don't so. know. I, I just thought that that was interesting, but I think it's a good movie. I think um, Andrew Garfield deserves his flowers for the role that he did play. 100%. And there's a, 
Also, for those listening, what this comes out Wednesday, a day before Spider Man, there's a chance that these motherfuckers is not in Spider Man. I tweeted that I the other think, day. Like, I think what are the chances that we go very and these motherfuckers do not like show up? What if they do not show up? I want to know what person? I want to know what some people are gonna do. Like, I mean, yeah, I might be. I've been saying this. I've been saying this from the get go. There is a possibility that they are not in this, and we need there's to a accept strong possibility, and and we, we need to accept that as a real possibility. We have to understand. Hear me clear. These motherfuckers do not are not obligated to show up. No, and Spider Man just fights that fight by himself. Which, damn, if he's fighting that by himself, goddamn, wild as hell. I don't know if that's the right path to take, but I, I think people would still not appreciate this movie because they don't show up. I, I, that is my fear as well, and that's been yeah. my fear with this movie from the get go. Is that you're right? This comes out the Wednesday before, as you are listening to this. I don't know what some of you are going to do because nope. I have a feeling that this is going to be all your therapists. This, this, this story seems so unique and so original Yep. that I have a feeling that you are going to write it off as trash. If you don't get what you want. And that makes me sad for you and sad for everybody else. Selfish bastards. Yes, very much so. That has been Amazing Spider-Man 2. As Marcus has alluded to, we will be back next next week with the latest <laughs> installment of this. And mm-hmm. I will also say with... No, nah, don't tell them. Okay, all right. We'll nah, don't tell we'll them. Don't tell them. We'll keep it. Listen, we'll keep if it you want to find out the tickets, we, we've done announcing shit to y'all because here's what's happened. You know what I mean? We, we spoil y'all so bad. You know what I mean? Just know that this next episode is going to be fire as hell. This, and it's this... the last episode. This has the makings to be the greatest season finale. This is of the all time. Dare I say, of all time, of all. This is going to be one fire season finale. We're discuss- We're talking about the most fire movie of the year. We're mm-hmm. talking about the lineup of people talking about this movie is going to be fucking uh-huh. fire. Yeah, and we're talking about the vibes are going to be immaculate. It's the oh, season of giving, be... and we giving y'all. We are giving y'all some fire. Yeah, this is the best. Christmas present you could receive. It's the best. We- n- no hyperbole and no. There, I'm not. I'm not we lying might, to you. We might. Drop I don't have time to lie to we you. We might record it on the Monday. Drop it on the Monday. That's how anxious we. That's are. how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Um, Marcus. Anything else? I ain't got like nothing to add? say. Listen, listen to the podcast, okay? <laughs> listen to the next podcast. We got our series finale. I'm done playing with y'all, man. I be trying okay. to play nice and shit like that. You know what I mean? But like, sure. listen to the next podcast. Listen, it, it's gonna be dope. I'm going it's to go see Spider Man on opening night, okay? I'm taking me and my siblings. We gonna have a good ass time. You know what I mean? I'm very we excited. We gonna come Monday and we gonna talk about it, okay? Yeah, I might see yeah. it twice between now and the podcast, but you need to tune in. Tune in live. We gonna make it live for everybody. We saying it right now. We gonna be we on Facebook. Make live. it live we're for everybody. We're gonna make it. We're gonna, we gonna Twitter live, whatever live you want to watch. That's what we're gonna be. Patreon, y'all gonna going. see it early. Y'all gonna see it first. Y'all gonna get the video first. Patreon, if you're part of the Patreon family, y'all will get it same day. Okay, that's right. So, like, be a part of the Patreon family if you want it early. You want to find out what the secret is. Okay, right. but if that's not, right. if not, okay, until then, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> No spoilers. No spoilers. No. Don't come on the page. Don't do it. You come in that no. bullshit. You listen. Don't do that. No, that's no spoilers. Be... Keep it safe. Keep it G. Keep it gangster. You know what I mean, and like, just be a real one. Don't spoil shit. And in the meantime, go to um um follow the mantra dot item order dot com and get yourself some Noah gear. Okay, follow us at underscore underscore the mantra. Show us how you are part of the mantra mafia and how you sport and rep the mantra. Flex on us. We love you. And don't always continue. 
follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. I'm excited to get my gear. Ah, I'm excited. I'm so excited to get it. And we got more shit going on with that. We about to take the story to a whole nother level. Y'all is. I'm so excited about that shit. Um, I also want to plug the lovenerds.com. Oh, if you yeah. are looking to go to a holiday party and to bring some fabulous food with you, check out the right. recipes that they have over there, as Wings. well as check out all the like um stencil designs for making the t-shirts mugs, or mugs the or the best thing that you can give this holiday season is a homemade yeah. gift, and the lovenerds.com wants to help you with that. It's a fact, Jack. Um, I also want to plug uh, our TikTok over at Films in Black and White. Um, I had one yeah, that genius. came. That was a from the depraved mind of Doug Wagner that this morning. Really, that was that great. I was very excited about. So check yeah. that out over there. And as Marcus mentioned, just check out the podcast. We'll be back uh, next week with some fire shit. And then yeah. season three is going to be fantastic. Season. That we're very excited about. Do we want to run down that what that schedule look like right now or like or season what, three? Like, when we take a break and when are we coming back? Do we want to do yeah, that? Yeah, that's probably because we may not have time next week to do it. So yeah. obviously we'll record next week. We'll take the season off. We'll do some traveling. We'll do some RR, like resting and recuperating. And then we'll be back early January um, with a movie review. Not quite Ugh. sure what that's going to be yet, but watch our socials for the announcement. We will certainly have um, some videos to hype everybody up and get everybody excited. Um, so that's what we got going. Really, really pumped for that. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned to our socials. Follow us at Films in Black and White on Instagram. Follow us at Films in Black and White on Facebook and at hey, Films hey. in B underscore W on Twitter um, is the best place to find us. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes for those listening um, so that way y'all can find it there. But Marcus, we have a three-step process to success. Yeah. And what is our first step? Everybody shut the hell up and read a book. Sometimes yeah, you need, just need some quiet time. Get in the corner. Find your favorite book. You know what I mean? And just yeah. read it. Just read and here's, it. And I want to say something. So I went, I, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, I went to this, this comic book convention, and I bought a couple of used books. Yeah. They are still good. Just as they good. They are still exciting. Um, so go to a half-price bookstore and find one there. Those are great places to pick up some gems that are in fantastic condition that don't require any shipping, and you're probably supporting a local business. So read a book, even if it's a half-price book. Mine book. is, look, drink some water. Look, y'all, everybody gets concerned at the holiday season about overeating. One, stop that shit. It's food. Get over it. It's fine. Hey, it's delicious. Eat it. You'll no one's going to... Food doesn't have a moral value. It's not well, good or bad. Not. It's just food. Um, and also, if you are concerned, may I encourage you to drink some water? It helps drink you feel it. fuller. So maybe yeah. you don't eat as much if that's not something yeah. you want to do. Um, but also, it's just good. We're dry skin season. Uh, make sure you drink your water. Keep yourself hydrated. You yeah. will be healthier because it because of it. And lastly, when you're not drinking that water and you're in the bath or in the mm. shower, grab some cloth and some soap and gentlemen and ladies wash your ass yeah. keep yourself clean you're about to enter in to like christmas time where you'll be locked in the house with friends or family your loved ones don't make them smell your ass it's just or clean do. it off do or, it i mean no, it, it, no 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 just do it because if you don't want to <laughs> listen to us it's your fault we almost damn near in season three true. and if you're still not washing your ass guess what that's on you i'm like that's we done trying true. to tell you we done that's a great point that's a great we, we point. We're going to continue to tell you, but we just done trying to like beg you to wash your ass. That's like, come true. on. Like, I that's mean, at enough. some point, either you're going to do it or you're not. You either and do it or you point. don't. Guess what I'm going to do right after this podcast? Wash my ass. That's 
that's a lot of information, but I appreciate your being transparent and living awesome. and living our third step. So yeah. um, that's all for us this week. Because uh, we'll if be not back. I, who else will live it? That's true. I mean, you know what I mean? I I try to live it, but I'm not if perfect. Not players I. fuck up too. Players um, fuck up too. Um, in the meantime, in the between and in time, the between time, we will be back next week with a great episode. Stay healthy, <laughs> stay safe, and we will catch y'all next week. You know what I mean? Because I will stride across their bones. I have turned one hundred thousand anyway, worlds today.